0: Welcome to the Lead With Operations podcast, where we don't subscribe to your favorite influencer telling you there is one thing that will help you build your online business. But instead, open up the conversation on how optimizing the day-to-day will build you a structure that fuels freedom. Throughout the month, tune in to hear the hard truths, struggles, and solutions that we see whilst helping clients build online companies. We leave no stone unturned. It's time to Lead With Operations. There is something that I often get asked that I've only ever really had a fluffy answer to, and that is, how do you achieve every goal you set out to do? This has come up for me in podcast interviews, in conversations with my coaches and mentors, and in my personal life as well. And the truth is, there is no real like secret source here, but I have always held my vision front and center and... I have always operated as a CEO and the owner of a company, and it really always acted in line with the legacy I know that I'm building. And I feel that I really can attribute this to my time in corporate. So, so many people enter the online world with such a hatred for corporate that they forget that there is a reason that these companies have succeeded. Yes, some of those reasons are outdated or they have got to where they are in questionable ways. I hope it's obvious that you know, that isn't what I'm referring to. But I do know that some of these things that happen in corporate are worth us bringing into this unregulated and unlimited space. We really have the chance to reshape these practices and re-engineer how they are used and how they affect our teams and our clients. Like I know for me that feeling so out of control of my life was a main driver in building my business. And, you know, that was related to many, many things. But, and I say this with bunny quotes, as always, working for the man just wasn't doing it for me. Um, I had important messages to share and I had great ideas. And at the end of the day, they weren't being fulfilled as I would have wanted them to. And that is something that we get to change for the people that work alongside us in our companies. And don't get me wrong, I know that none of us want to build another corporate job. None of us want to be held within the constraints that we were given in corporate. But there's a fucking reason that corporate companies utilize certain processes, whether it's decision-making or budgeting or KPIs, management techniques, standard operating procedures, whatever it is, it's there to support you. And corporate may not have done that in the best way possible. And there may be a lot of other things that are wrong with them, but these processes are what differentiate us in this online space between running a side hustle and running a company because you do reach this certain certain place as a coach where you either become a coach that operates as a side gig and will never be anything more or you step into that CEO role and you think about what decisions you need to make to be running a company and there really is nothing wrong with reinventing the wheel but I want to urge you to consider that there's also nothing wrong with sticking to the playbook. To be a good CEO, I believe it takes both. And so as an entrepreneur in this space, how can you differentiate yourself between small business and company, between coach and CEO, or side hustle and legacy? And I've sort of come up with five ways that I really feel is the difference and I mean, I've just used some terms there, but I also do think that they're like the real difference between the people that I see chasing after income goals and the people I see making <laughs> that income. And so I'm going to run through these five. And I also would love if you reached out to me on Instagram. I am at ops by re I will pop my handle in the show notes for you to click through but I want to hear your five ways that you know you're operating a company rather than a small business or what you see as being the difference maybe not five you can do whatever comes easiest to you but here are my five so number one is radical self-improvement I think as you step out of small business owner and company even Just as an entrepreneur, it requires so much self reflection and always going inward. It's very uncomfortable at times. If you have, I was almost going to say, if you've seen any success, you will know that. But I also know that even if you haven't seen success as an entrepreneur, radical self improvement is so, so necessary to reach that next level. And I think when it comes to operating a business versus a company, It becomes even more important because there's a lot of detachment from the outcome and also from yourself as a human being with emotions and dedication and hard work that you've poured into the business. Detachment from that and what the company is doing and any failures that might come up as a company, because failures in business aren't a bad thing. They are our way of improvement. They are our way to learn and excel past them. So radical self-improvement is that first one on the list. Second on the list, we have having an analytical approach to the day-to-day because every single thing we do is data. And when you remove yourself from side hustle or small business or whatever label you feel is holding you back, you have to get down and dirty with the shit that is happening in the day-to-day, whether that's time management or decisions or issues with clients. You have to understand that it's all information and it's, it's all related, really. And having that analytical approach is what enables you to detach, as well as self-improvement, detach from the outcome. But that analytical approach on the other side of the coin is what can help you succeed. For example, one of the things that I do that I think people are still shocked by is I meticulously track my time. I track my time, even like I've tracked my time for the ideation phase of this podcast and my time will be tracked all the way until it is you know, completed. Uh, sending it off to the editor, getting the team involved, all that sort of stuff, I'm tracking that because it's really important to me to know where my time goes and be analytical on it. And so that comes with the personal side, like what's happening in my day-to-day life that could be affecting the way I'm showing up in my business. And it also you know, comes down to the profitability side of the business and enables me to make real decisions on how I think the team should be performing, how I need to be performing, what's best for the business and all those types of things. And so that's just one way that I'm very analytical about my day to day. Don't get me wrong. I do have a very feminine side too. I am in touch with that. I am also working on that greatly, radical self-improvement of enabling myself to be in flow as much as possible and take really good care of myself. But being analytical and having that infused in how you operate day to day, really can help to differentiate between operating something that is feeling like it's just to earn some extra money and something that you feel is a legacy and i also like i haven't prefaced this yet i don't think there's anything wrong with running a small business or just being a coach or having a side hustle absolutely not but there are people out there that are wondering you know i'm stuck in this small business phase, or I'm stuck, I'm operating as a coach and I'm seeing all these people that are, and I want to build a legacy and I want to get there. And I'm doing all the things that everyone's telling me on social media and I'm not there yet. And I think that this is the real difference between that. So, number three, we have a balance between reinvention and utilization. So, this goes back to my former point of corporate and that we need to be utilizing the processes that they've gifted us with and traditional management techniques and all the stuff that could be grade a boring for some people it is important that you infuse your business with it number four on this list is knowing when to ask for help and that is something that you grow with that is something that also requires radical self-improvement and an analytical approach and also the balance that I was talking about but it's really an important piece of being a CEO I don't believe that you can get anywhere doing everything yourself don't get me wrong I believe you can have success I believe you can earn money I believe you can live a life out of the ordinary but I just don't think that it's sustainable in our personal life, in my business, in, in anything, because we can't be masters at everything. We can't, as much as we want to be, as much as in our business, we have this huge feeling of, if I don't do this, then it's not going to be done right. If this doesn't happen this way, then my clients will notice, or this is going to happen, or whatever it is. Knowing when to ask for help, and reaching out for help, and Not allowing yourself to be put on a pedestal is just such a huge support for growing a company. I've listened to a lot of podcasts by Stephen Bartlett. I really, really appreciate his knowledge and his outlook on the world and the companies he runs. Everything he does is truly remarkable, especially knowing that he grew up just down the road from me and his whole story I just think is is wonderful. But he often speaks about The fact that he wishes he hired based on skill and people, he hired people that were better than him quicker. And I couldn't agree more, really. I've seen it in my own business. I've seen it in other people's businesses. Investing in support, investing in the right support is game changing, like truly, truly game changing. And it's important to know what that support is for you. But I just want you to sit with that. If you are feeling like you need support in an area or even just playing with the idea, ask for help. Just do it. Just get out of your comfort zone, surrender to those feelings and get the help you need because no one should think less of you for that. I think more of people that ask for help when it's needed and appreciate that they can't be the best at every single thing in the world. That brings me to my last point of long-term thinking and there becomes a turning point in business where you're looking at the next three months to you're looking at the next three years, the next 10 years, how your decisions are currently impacting that time and it's a really, really interesting thing to battle with because when you're operating for the long term, when your vision is and your mission is broader than three months down the line, magic starts to happen because every decision you make, every opportunity that comes your way, every burst of, oh, I don't want to do that or something that you pour your time into, you relate back to, okay, well, how does this affect me in 10 years? How does this affect me in three years? And it's so, so powerful, literally so powerful. And I really think that long-term thinking can accelerate your growth if you give it the chance I feel like I could go on about each of these points and even this topic for a long time again I want to say that going after it or categorizing yourself as a small business or a coach or a side hustle isn't anything bad just like categorizing yourself as a company or a CEO or a legacy builder doesn't mean you're the best if you're loving this podcast, please hit subscribe and head over to Instagram. Join us over there for the conversation. We are ops by re and I would love to hear all the ways that you are leading with operations in your business. My DMs are always open until next time.